Hey everybody, welcome to the check-in. Welcome, welcome everyone. Hey, um, Sonia. Hey, hey, hey. I am um, sitting here with my cup of coffee, which is nice. how I like to do these mornings where it's, you know, 8 a.m. I'm getting here to the office at 8 a.m., so. It's almost lunchtime for me. Yeah. But whatever. But whatever, I just had my eggs. It's fine. And, nice. um... I have my cup of coffee and I'm doing low carb, which I don't know why. Probably because I hate myself, and I just want this time <laughs> of shelter in place to be even harder. Like, why not add more restrictions was, on my was, already restricted life? I was thinking right? because you love yourself, but yeah, we can go hate. That's yeah, fine. No, yeah, no. I think it's like a glutton for punishment or something. So anyway, okay. I do not normally put cream in my coffee. That's not what I do. I drink it just straight, like as it comes. Right, as and, as people should. Sorry, I'm judging them, but. Yeah, you are judging, and we don't need that kind of... We're not kind of trying to create that kind of space here, Dave. We could have an episode on, on coffee snobbery. Yeah, we could. We could. We could talk about that. I could talk a lot about that one. <laughs> so anyway, have my cream, got my heavy whipping cream, and my little carton, and I'm about to put the cream... I want to put the cream in my coffee, and I thought that it was closed, so I was going to shake it up, you know, like, uh, so that ooh. it's, you know... Ooh, this but, could go bad. The carton was not closed, and instead I flung it all over my desk and my computer. So that's, that's what happened just as we were getting ready really to record bad. this podcast this morning. So That's really bad. Yeah. I'm sure we all have a story of shaking. Like, Do you think the jar is closed, or you think... Yeah. It's really pepper. messy. Or, yeah, I mean, that's like a joke you do. Random people, like, you unscrew right. the salt container of peppers that I like, parts yeah, all over, whatever. It's, it's not anyway, a good way to I start Anyway, I played a joke on myself this morning and then had to clean that up. And heavy whipping cream is not easy to clean up, for the record. It doesn't just, like, wipe up there. It's, like, why fatty. Do he- why do you have heavy whipping cream for your coffee? Can we answer that question? Because it's super fatty and it tastes good. It's, like, thick and, like, My, zero okay, carbs. Random. My dad would only do whipping cream in his coffee oh really yeah. yeah i mean it's like liquid form not like whipped no 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 like the 35 percent or whatever it is yeah yeah that's what my dad did yeah and i also grew up in our home where we did homo milk on our cereal little random fact dave mm. fact <laughs> fun facts from the farm fun, fun facts, facts from the, from the farm <laughs> 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 yep. Uh-huh. Well, let me tell you about my morning. It started yeah, a little early. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hot and humid here, like stupid. It was 100 for those who Ugh. are not Canadian. Um, 38, 39-ish. Money even got up to 40 yesterday. It was stupid. Ugh. And yeah, the humidity is just like thick. Like it's just thick. So hard to sleep in that. So I got up at like 3.30-ish because I was hot and sit on the couch and I hear this screech and a rustle in the I'm like oh god we have an animal in here <laughs> like this is not good and when you're groggy that is not a cool thing to experience it's like you go into all the things you're like oh I'm gonna probably the first one is I'm gonna die but um then you then I'm going okay if I turn the light on what am I gonna see mm-hmm. am I gonna see a raccoon staring at me am I gonna see a black squirrel am I gonna like what what's going on here so anyways turn the light on and an animal flies out into the other room of the house it turns out we have a bat hmm. squealing around flying in our house what and what kind of sound does a squealing bat make um no um, <laughs> that's a monkey um, 
I don't know. Let's pass on that just, one. Just, I don't uh, know. Go, yeah, go on. <laughs> and, and the, I don't like rodents of any kind, like a mouse, like, ra- like freak me out. Mm-hmm. Bats are just mice with wings, straight up. Like, they're not, oh, yeah. they're ugly. They so, are. I'm not in a happy place, freaking out, adrenaline's high. I'm going, what am I going to do? It now perches itself on the ceiling above the dining room table. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh God, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. So, Leave it there I, for someone else to take care of. That's what I would do. Right, like, just go shut the door, shut the door, yeah, 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 yeah. and see what happens. Like, I don't even know. I would just pretend no. that I didn't even know there was a bat. No, you don't want to wake up to, like, no, that's really bad. Anyways, the fear of waking up and walking out in the morning to, it, yeah, swooping at my head again was not mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so you don't want to become a vampire. Like, that no, so I, so I, I got my tennis racket, because that's mm-hmm. what I think most people would do in that experience. Yeah, your handy tennis racket. Yeah, and I gave it a gentle enough swap to not injure it, but just stun it so that I could then put a bucket over top uh-huh. and set it free in the wild. And the plan worked. I um, walk over very you carefully. You executed it perfectly. Execute it very carefully. Um, really would have freaked out had it moved. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It was very still. Probably sleeping. Um, oh, Yeah. Give it a little So whack. when you say you released it into the wild, I'm concerned of its physical condition as you did that. Yeah, um, it did was it moving. Kinda f- it wasn't there in the morning, and it was moving. Any creature could have came along and... Yeah, it could have been someone. It could have been someone's dinner. I don't know. Late night snack. I don't know. It could, that could have happened. But it was fine. Like, it was very much fine. I watched We're going to have to talk about our definitions of fine another time. Yeah. But here you are. You it, survived it. And you're but after that moment, hero. your adrenaline's a little high. So let's just say there's not a, not a lot of sleep happened after that. Right. 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 Back so to the original question. I've been up for a while. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Here we are. Check so in. So what, what do you... Uh, that was a longer intro than normal, but the bat story was an important one. Oh my gosh. I like how you narrate what we do. Now what we're going to do is... <laughs> what just happened was... <laughs> in case you didn't know, oh, that's like... That is the... On a side note, that is the kind of script writing that drives me crazy. You know, when like you're watching a show and they're describing what they're doing instead of just doing it. Oh, that it's is. so good. I'm watching so. a show right now on Amazon Prime that does that. It's one of my favorites. Oh. It's called... It's called uh, Fleabag. It's actually rated, got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Like, that's rare. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the best show, they say, on... Anyways, it's good. But they, she narrated... Yeah, it's... Well, it's, it's one cute. thing if it's, like, intentionally narrated. I'm saying bad script writing where they're, like, doing something or they need to explain something and they just casually right, right. say casually it in say the it. script. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, that anyway. is annoying. All right, we are tangenting. So what do you... It's fine. Lots going on this week. What are you noticing? Yeah, it's been a super heavy week, actually. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, the last couple days, I was actually just, I was feeling really low and didn't even really recognize, I don't think I recognized what was going on. And right. I don't think that I was, um, I just wasn't, I was not motivated. So that's kind of how I, it was showing up, was that I had no motivation to do anything. I normally yep. would have feelings and emotions that I would want to turn into something and I didn't so that was starting to clue in on that and it wasn't because I was tired or um and I was looking for ways of escape 
So, um, which for me has been rewatching Game of Thrones, which is a whole other issue. But um, yeah, I think this week with um, um, George Floyd being murdered and that the video coming out um, from Minneapolis, which is my hometown. So it's been interesting watching, interesting, heavy, I would say, just heavy watching the news and seeing familiar places. Um, Right. Um, um, I lived not too far, just closer into downtown, just a bit in from where um, George Floyd was killed. And, it, you know, so it was neighborhoods that I've been in and, and spent hmm. time in. So it was just painful to watch and then watching the protests and then um, the and then adding to that the stuff. I mean, we're coming. It's Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd. Uh, Brianna, I apologize, can't remember her last name right now. And then we have the woman, and then we have the woman at the in New York in Cer- City at in the Central Park, Park, who um, escalates, and I, yeah. it's just it's so much. And I think the there's the brutality and the policing issues, and of course that touches close to my own heart and my own home and things that happen here with my friend Jason Washington. So it just all is it's re it. It's triggers, it's re-traumatizing. And, I'm, yeah. and I am a, again, and I haven't lived with it in the same way that my black brothers and sisters have lived right. with that. Right. And so on one hand, and so there, there's also, I think, um, there's been really good writing out there by, from, um, by um, some Asian American writers and, <clears throat> excuse me, activists on um, our response um and advocacy and um how we show up in this moment which has been really good but there's just a lot right it's just it's kind of non-stop and it's super heavy and this the woman that was in the park that's just an example of the everyday kind of racism that many poc face on a regular basis and those moments where i watched it and all i could think about honestly was my son and thinking about the ways in which a completely innocent moment can t- be escalated into something that could turn deadly. Yeah, it just and turns that, so fast. That's the. That's the. Which and what's interesting really, with that situation is 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 and again I forget his name. Um, he's a Harvard grad, bird watcher, just wanting to keep the rules as he walks through Central Park. Yeah, because it disrupts it, the birding when your yeah, dog is unleashed. Do- it, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's just just being a great neighbor, and how that escalates, and how quickly that escalates, yeah. um, and just knowing from um, my black friends, uh, that's a common occurrence. As 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 you said, they have story after story after story on how that mm-hmm. happens almost daily. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's um, it's really sad, and I think the sad thing too is realizing that how m- um, this has been going on forever, mm-hmm. and now because it's on video, um, we're taking notice. So it's just being aware that this you know, isn't a new thing all of a sudden happening because now right. we get to <clears throat> observe it. Right, right, and it was occurring to me too, like the 
before I think there was this kind of idea for me like oh you know and and what was really happening is like some other kind of some other news would come along we would forget about what happened and move on which is what we've done right with yep, yep. with uh, with the trauma really and as a, and as a country at least for us we do not deal with trauma we haven't been dealing with trauma so right right um, we just move on to the yep. next thing and if it isn't close enough the, the degree of trauma we experience you know, may, maybe slight. Um, but in this case, like there's two things I was thinking about. One was, okay, so we're moving on. What, what we might forget now are like keeping track of all the names, right? So we're maybe moving on before it was like, we're moving on to another catastrophe, like a, a natural catastrophe or political right. news or whatever. But now it's like, we're moving on to the next person who we see, um, murdered, uh, and anyway, so there's that, and then there's the the fear of the numbness, right? What this does to hmm. right. our yeah. psyche, to our bodies, to our minds, the ways in which we will cope, you know? So it's just, it's painful, and, and thinking, there's a, I, as I was checking in with some people yesterday to see how they were doing, there's a, it's this, we're alone, so we're isolated, Right. And then on top of that, we're right. experiencing grief, and yes. uh, it's just a very difficult time. And how we come out of this, like I think about this from a pastoral point of view, like what, right. what's the care? How are, how are we coming out of, yeah, how are we coming out of this? Um, yeah, no, are we prepared? Are those people who are kind of in caring for people, are we prepared for right. how to I, care for people after? For my black brothers and sisters I can't imagine how exhausting it is like it just has to be exhausting um, to one after another to ex- experience the trauma mm-hmm. and relive um, just the pain of what these moments bring up mm-hmm. and when I think of white people as a white dude um, just this is a moment where we have to do the work like not not responding is is not an option mm-hmm. sitting back like obviously it's an option but that just means that you're complicit mm-hmm. so th- you know there has to be a um just doing the work of of becoming anti-racist mm-hmm. and yeah and the reality is that there's just so much there are so many ways and there's so much out there there's there literally no excuse none and no. and that's kind oh, of God. where i'm at i'm like look there's if no excuse there's no excuse and there's there's actually a to me it's there's a responsibility so I, and in some ways I feel a responsibility to get these tools and resources into the hands of people that I am caring for or you know yep. like uh, have some kind of leadership responsibilities and then I think just as humans so there's you know there's work that I need to do and how, and as an Asian American as a Korean American how how have we, um, Erna wrote just an amazing piece on that of being the model minority, yes, which means we've been so a good. silent partner yep. um, in anti-black racism. Yes. Yes. And so um, to destroy that, and I loved her language of it because it, there wasn't any kindness or excuse about it. It was like, it needs to be obliterated. Like it yep. needs to be you know, gone. And so I think there, there's just a lot of work to be done for there all is. of us, for there everybody. And, and it's not, today. yeah, and for me, sorry to interrupt, the, yeah. the, um, I keep coming back to this when it comes to race of, uh, kind of classic Sunday school scripture that I learned growing up, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. 
And the law is love. Like it's that's what you know. How do we love one another by bearing each other's burdens? And if we pretend, if we're silent, you know, or if we don't, if we hide, or we pretend that it isn't happening, or we are dismissive about it, or we um, lessen it in any way, then we're not doing that. And um, I think it's time for for many of us to get into into the work. Yeah, for me the when the boot of empire literally is on the <clears throat> neck, um, oppressing, um, the path forward is one of liberation and towards freedom. And I think that has to be our collective journey. What does undoing the systemic uh, problems, institutional uh, challenges that we see and face, there really is a no other way than completely upending it. Like, I don't see... No, there's. It's not a. There's, it's, there's not. There's no redeeming factors of white no, supremacy. It's, no, <laughs> like, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not reforming. It's right. not. It's actually completely mm-hmm. upending it, destroying it, and seeing a new way emerge. So, when I look at um, faith traditions, all of the stories when empire and the boot of empire is on the neck of the oppressed, liberation is incredibly painful. When you think of the Exodus narrative and the Exodus story, it's yeah, leaving it's good news. Behind. Yeah, it's good news for some, which is still exactly what you're saying. There's a price yeah. paid there, but it's good cost. news for some, and it's really bad news for other people. It is. So. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's the work that we've gotta we've gotta live into. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's, it's been heavy. I was. Um, I'm doing this meditation class, and in the heaviness was. So one of the questions was in meditation is wh- how, what are we feeling in our bodies? Mm-hmm. And I'm a head guy. Like I, it's that's an awkward question because I don't know. And so in meditation, I've been really kind of listening to my body more and more and just feeling this heaviness and this this weight mm-hmm. um, in my. And where body. do you feel it in your body? I was feeling it just in my chest, just uh-huh. a general uh-huh. kind of like an elephant kind of sitting mm-hmm. on my chest, this band across. And and so as I was talking, um, we were in small groups. And the others had to make observations. Um, and as I was sharing about the heaviness and about this week and kind of the moments that, that, that have transpired um, with George Floyd and the woman in the park, and, and um, they said, Dave, it's interesting how you were sharing what was going on in your body and the feeling in your body, but how quickly you went to your mind. Mm-hmm. And just realizing that in, is, mm-hmm. in these moments, it's just so easy to... To go to my mind mm-hmm. and to go, what, what, what's the solution? What do we got to do? What do mm-hmm. we got? And um, so it's, it's been interesting in meditation to just feel it, to feel the, mm-hmm. the pain mm-hmm. um, of a broken world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yeah, a hope for a new, a new world. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a, yeah, I've been sitting at definitely in a lamenting space. And um, and I think that if we are to grow in empathy, if we're to really go on the journey, the long journey, not just the moment, right? right the long work. Um, it is. It holds. You know, it holds a four a.m. bat story, and it holds the grief a few moments later, excuse me, of the realizing the world that we exist in, the world that we've helped create and sustain. And, um, yeah. And, and I think 
yeah anyway there's I think look I, I went to I think but anyway there's a there's a lot there to 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 wrestle with and to work through and to grow it is an opportunity for for all of us to to mature to grow and mature yeah we've well we've got to respond like there has to yeah there's got to be and, that, and, and, and yeah I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's sometimes the response is sitting with people who are in grief sometimes the response is to be is activism it's to do something yes. I think it's all of it I don't think that we have I don't think we can relegate ourselves to one or the other but acknowledging that there are moments when um, hmm it's 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 doing and being you know um there's a book i've been reading uh um unsettling truths uh the ongoing dehumanizing legacy of the doctrine of discovery it's by mark charles and sun chan ra yep um, yes uh anyway just kind of learning the history i i think history is such a helpful piece honestly for me and I think it's a really good piece for um, those of us who grew up with a white lens of history um, to see that this is rooted deeply. It is embedded in our existence. It's how we came to be. So um, then we can really start to wrestle and reckon with yes. where we are today. It didn't just pop up. There were no good old days. No, you know, no, there were there is, was not yeah. like oh back when you know it was never you know and I think that's yeah. the history that once we can see that then I think we yeah. can acknowledge the ways in which we are existing now are rooted in for sure um, our our own histories. Yeah, nostalgia is not helpful in these moments yeah. to go back and think about the good old days because they weren't right. they were maybe yeah. good for some but even then right good for um, who is the question good for right. who is is always the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when we can, yeah, own that that history has been oppressive, mm -hmm. um, and and we need to move forward and progress. And you know, it's interesting being on a call where one um, gentleman who who is black who is sharing how the problem is not capitalism, or he was just going through all the isms, individualism, mm -hmm. or like he said, yeah, those are problems, but those are alleviated when we can begin to value again humanity. And he said, the problem is anthropological. He said, we don't value human life. Mm -hmm. And he said, we have, whether whatever ism you look at, it's still hierarchical, which means some people believe that they're better than others. Yeah. And until that gets eradicated, we will not have a, a, a society mm -hmm. that that we can, that has equity, that we can, mm -hmm. Um, live in freely. Um, so to me, there really is this: we've got to value human life. Where I have to, where I look at every person, <coughs> and it's back to the dignity that they've been created in in the image of the divine. Everyone. And if I somehow create an hierarchy where I'm better or more important, or we're fucked. Like that doesn't work. Um, yeah, and and I th I think if we even taking. So I think maybe the response to that, the, the, the check-in with ourselves is, because I think that we assert, and it's, our, it's out of our insecurity that we need to be better than someone else, right? right? For sure. And so I think doing that inner work, 
right? The ongoing, again, it's yeah. ongoing. I yep. recognize the, the areas and the ways in which I feel insignificant or I have not felt valued or I don't, right. you know, and, and then it will yep. make me operate out of my insecurity instead of the assuredness that I might have as, um, um, as well, you know, for uh, coming from a place of faith from created designed yep. by the divine. So wherever it is that we draw our identity like the very at like our core at our very at our very core um yeah. a sense of belonging and being yes. known and being loved um mm-hmm. anyway so much there and then we so exist in the world as human together with those core characteristics going across and i'm not that's competing long- i'm not no. i don't have a and and it's it's a that's a there are always areas i mean the, the reality is that there's always we're, we are human, yeah. and there are always these places that get touched upon. But to, um, as our friend Daniel will talk about, like notice, take notice when we start to, when you start to experience insecurity, or yeah. you start being afraid, or you yeah. start, what just why, what just happened around you? Take note of those things. Yes. And maybe we start to see patterns um, of things that are triggering that response in us, and we can start to address those things so we are behaving in. And so we're becoming whole people so that we can engage with one another as whole people. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Anyway, we're past our time, aren't we? We are. So, well, thanks for listening in, everybody. Good chatting. Check in with one another, especially during these days and times. Make those phone calls, send those texts, do those vid calls. Check in with one another. Thank you, everyone. See you next time at the check-in.